Listening Dog Media. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Offside Rule. We get it. With Lindsay Hooper. Hello and welcome to the Offside Rule podcast for 2013, the first edition. We'd like to wish you a very happy new year. Hope you had a nice Christmas. Uh, Unfortunately for us, we are one member down already the start of the year. Hayley McQueen is sick. (laughs) She's tucked up in bed. Um, So (laughs) are you okay? You're just doing a reenaction for us. Um, That means that we have our regular stand in. Zoe Aminsky joins us again. Zoe, thank you so much for stepping into the fold pleasure i'm just pleased that i'm um well <laughs> yeah exactly you look fighting fit she actually flies in the face of the norovirus it's zoe uminski <laughs> um we have got a few changes i promised this before the new year so it is myself kate borsay and zoe uminski today we have got some new voices as well coming onto the podcast um we're going to have from now on a non-league 60 second football roundup every week with faye carruthers because she's a big luton fan um, and watches the non-league uh, football with bated breath each week so i thought we'd introduce her and also uh, we're going to start going globally guys around the globe uh, this week we're going to have a Bundesliga roundup um, with Simona who's going to do that from Germany so we're going to have that coming in and we had K2 finished off last year doing a Russian Premier League roundup so lots of new voices lots of new things going on we'll go through the topics though for this week we have three topics we're introducing a Twitter topic of the week as well because uh, footballers on Twitter they love it don't they like you Kate Borsay <laughs> I do love it I do <laughs> thanks me lover um so yeah we're gonna we're gonna respond to a tweet and we're also at the very end um well we'll have a little bit of discussion about about footballing issues and what have affected us the female take on football let's start with topic one um i'm gonna ask you here to choose a game from over the festive new year period because of course football is what it's all about christmas and new year um and a result that you think has been significant or will be for a team going forward into 2013 and we'll start as this was your suggestion Kate Borsay 
with your good self. Thank you very much, Lindsay Hooper. I'm going to go with Fulham, actually, and their win against West Brom uh, away on, uh, well, it was on Tuesday. It was on New Year's Day. Now, this is significant because it's only their second away win of the season. And before this, and I'm still now actually really concerned about the state of Fulham. And if I was Martin Yoll, I'd be feeling the pressure. Uh, their game against uh, Swansea at home, where they lost 2-1 on the 29th, that was uh, after that loss, basically, that meant that they only had one win in 12 top flight games. So things looking pretty dire at Fulham. They'd drawn against Southampton at home and Craven Cottage normally so good for Fulham. They historically have had a pretty bad uh, time away, but they've just not been doing the business this season. And they lost away to, to Liverpool 4-0 and they just were completely undone by Liverpool. And I'm not saying that because I'm a Liverpool fan. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm saying that because it looked awful for them. And then they lost to QPR as well on the 15th of December. Now, that was just them in a real malaise. They were in a doze. There was a lack of concentration. And I hope that after those sort of four pretty bad results, that the win against West Brom will really turn things around. Only Stoke and Man City have actually left the Hawthorns um, with uh, three points before uh, that result uh, against West Brom for, for Fulham. So it's a good sign. Berbatov starting to boss his teammates around a bit, which I actually like, and I think there needs to be a bit of direction there and if it's him having a go at Steve Sidwell then do you know what fine because they really do need to march on and do something significant they're the 13th place in the table on 24 points they're only uh, six points away from the drop zone Thank you very much. Um, well, I will go next. I'm going to say that I've picked a result in the Premier League and in the Championship. So I'm doing what you and Hayley usually do and going over uh, with my with my numbers that I'm giving you. So I'm going to start with the, with the Premier League. The overriding result from the Christmas New Year period, by the way, we all know, was the Chelsea 8-0 thumping of Aston Villa. I mean, that was the score. But I'm going to choose another Aston Villa defeat. But I'm going to choose the Tottenham one, which came next. Because I also thought that Aston Villa, after that match, would regroup and they would be really trying to show that actually we got beat 8-0 but this isn't us usually that was a one-off and when you say you're going to go for another Aston Villa loss there's of course quite a few to choose from this this this, this season isn't there there is I mean thankfully they drew recently um, to give Aston Villa fans some reprise but let's just um, talk about Tottenham because I think steadily Spurs have been getting these results they've been plucking away week after week they're now up to third in the table as we record this podcast and I just think they're guaranteed a championship Champions League place for my liking at this point in Christmas they would finish fourth for my liking this year um, I know it's tough towards the top but I just think AVB going about his business Spurs still doing well and they're not being talked about they're not in the media they're not part of this blue versus red Manchester debate and I think Spurs that's a significant result for them and Gareth Bale getting a hat-trick in that game he's a key player for them if he remains fit I certainly think they'll be fourth and in Champions League um, let's go for the championship though next and Zoe who's a big Watford fan I'm afraid just shut your ears off for this one um, Charlton away at Watford uh, winning 4-3 at the weekend this was to finish off the new year period and I for, for one think this has assured Charlton another season in the championship because they were loitering towards the bottom of the championship um, and they had an awful December absolutely dire December they lost three drew three no wins and they hadn't even scored on the road so then to pull four out the bag get this result for the start of January I think it's the sign of good things for Charlton fans. So that's mine. Uh, Zoe Aminsky, what have you got for us? Well, I'm going to go with Wednesday night's result uh, for QPR when they beat Chelsea 1-0 because I think that this could be a hugely significant result. Um, and not just because I'm taken in by what Harry Redknapp tells us, um, but 
this really could be what QPR need. I mean, from watching them over the festive period and 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 the losses that they've had, and how deflated and defeated they look. You know, knowing that they can beat a top side like Chelsea, I think could be what will send them forward and could potentially save them. Of course, they've got an awfully long way to go. Um, and on the flip side, of course, um, there's Chelsea, who uh, with under Benitez have been on a fantastic run. And have now lost the bottom bottom team in the table. But then that's what we love about the Premier League, isn't it? You know, you never know who is going to win it. So I think that was a, although a bit of a boring scoreline, I think very significant. So who's your tip then, Zoe? Do you reckon Harry's going to keep them up? On Wednesday afternoon, I'd have said <laughs> no way. Today, Thursday, I am going to say yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to stay up. <laughs> well, that leads us on beautifully to our next topic, girls. So number two for this week is second half of the season charges. So let's pay particular mention to the bottom clubs throughout the football leagues at the moment. Uh, for the Premier League, as we've just mentioned, QPR are bottom as we record this podcast. Um, in the Championship, it's Barnsley. League One, Hartlepool and Wimbledon fans are quaking at the moment in League Two. But for your New Year gift... I want to give you a bit of hope. This is what we're going to do for 2013. We're going to let you know of teams that have survived. Um, I have got a couple to start us off. So West Brom, I hate talking about West Brom, as you know, being a Wolves fan. <laughs> they are the only, they're the only Premier League side back in 2004-05 season that from the bottom managed to stay up. They were bottom at Christmas and then managed to stay in the Premier League. But we won't dwell on that one. But one that was in the back of my memory from watching football with my granddad when I was younger. I remember my granddad commenting on a team, Sheffield United, saying how they looked to be in the doldrums and it was all gone and done and dusted when I was little. And I looked it up and it was the 1990-91 season. See, I'm not too old either, though. Uh, Division One, Dave Bassett, a good friend of Sky Sports, um, he, newly promoted side. They were languishing towards the bottom. Now, they didn't win at all for their first, I looked this up, 16 games of the season. They didn't win. So they drew four. They lost 12. This is just unbelievable statistics. And their first victory came three days before Christmas. And it was a 3-2 defeat um, of Nottingham Forest. And it took them on a little bit of a run. So they still were eight points adrift at that point at Christmas of safety. But the second half of the season, they claimed, get this, um, Kate, as well, because it's going to mention your team in a minute, 36 points from 19 games, the, and that was six more than second place Liverpool wow. in the top flight at that uh, stage. They ended up in a snugly 13th position. So all you fans with clubs at the bottom or languishing in the bottom of these leagues, take some hope. Uh, we're going to move on to Kate. Talking about Dave Bassett, by the way. He's in at Sky Sports a lot. Do you know what he called me the first time he saw me? Petal. Son. <laughs> I think I had my hair up and he was addressing a general area and most general areas here are with boys, men. And uh, all right there, son. I thought, is that me? Is that, is that direction at me? Nice one, Dave Bassett. We love him, though. Did you put your hair a different way the next day? I made sure I wore a dress. <laughs> plenty of... No, I didn't. Uh, I'm going to talk Reading. I've done plenty of research on this. I have to thank my dear Lindsay Hooper for setting this topic because I don't, I don't want to do this without looking at all the stats. Um, and, and actually, I do really, I, I, I've, I've got a geeky side to me and I, and I do love looking at stats. So this kind of did make me fill my boots. You do love the prep. 
prep is the key. Uh, so Reading, let's look historically back back at Reading. In the last five seasons, I find found three instances of where Reading have managed to make a second half of the season charge up the championship uh, as it was. Uh, so back in 2009-2010, catch this, Reading on December the 28th, 2009, were in 20th position. By the end of the season, they'd finished in 9th. In the 22 league matches that followed, there were six losses, 12 wins. They also managed to get to the quarterfinals of the FA Cup, dispatching Liverpool in the process. That's a pretty good run, isn't it? But we can go on. In the 2010-2011 season to the next season, uh, they were eighth uh, on January the 5th. They ended up finishing in fifth. So they ended up finishing in the playoff places. Then the following season, catch this. This is brilliant, okay? because this is obviously fairly kind of recently, but you, you know when you look up something and you think, oh my God, yeah, it was great, wasn't it? So in the championship, 2011, 2012, this is where it's just magical. It is just magical. So on January the 5th, Reading were lying in 5th. By the 21st of January, they were lying in 8th. Things were getting worse. Then a remarkable run ensued. In the next 19 matches, they drew two and lost two. Uh, the final draw and loss being right at the end of the season when it didn't really matter. Then... They went on to win the rest of those games, the next 19 matches. So you got 15 games, 15 wins. They ended up getting automatically promoted and finishing top. So from the eighth position on the 21st of January, they ended up finishing top. That, I think, is hats off to Reading. And also Brian McDermott, who kind of managed them through all of those three charges. Those are some second half charges we'd like to hear about. Uh, Zoe, what do you have? I'll keep it short and sweet, but this is about Watford, my team. Um <laughs> Unfortunately, as a Watford fan, they do like to make it a bit stressful at times. Um, Back in the 2008-2009 season, they were 19th at the end of December, but then finished comfortably in 13th. Um, And likewise, last season, it was looking pretty dismal. This time last year, they were 18th and then finished the season in 11th. So this makes me hopeful that we're lying in 6th at the moment with a game in hand. So automatic promotion, here we come. Maybe. Dot, dot, dot. You know, Reading... They're currently in 19th place, equal on points with QPR as it stands right now. Could the traditional second half of the season run ensue? We hope so. Well, uh, we've given a bit of hope out there, girls. And I have to say, Zoe, I'm a big fan of Zola. I'm not sure whether you're going to hold on to him that long. I really like him as a manager. Anyway, we're going to have a quick interlude when I say this. It means that I'm handing over to Faker Brothers because we're introducing now a 60-second roundup of what's been happening in non-league. What have you got for us, Faye? Thanks, ladies. Happy New Year. It's uh, been a bit of a festive period to forget, really, for many clubs on the Blue Square Bet premiere. Heavy rain saw all bar one game called off on the Saturday before Christmas, and then more than half of them postponed for waterlogging on Saturday the 29th as well. Boxing Day and New Year's Day, though, saw a full fixture list and uh, some good attendances as well across the league. Cambridge and Wrexham were the only two teams, though, to do the festive double. Cambridge beating Braintree in both games, Boxing Day and New Year's Day, and Wrexham giving their promotion chances a boost, beating Telford twice. Uh, 2013, though, brought some uh, arguably surprising New Year's Day scorelines with Newport hammered 5-0 by Forest Green Rovers. Luton Town were beaten 3-1 away to Woking and bottom of the table, Ebbsfleet held Dartford to a two-all draw. So big teams dropping points left, right and centre. Grimsby topped the table by one point. Not much in it, though, if you top up the games in hand that Luton, Mansfield and Hereford have, for example. 
example. But uh, still no standout team in the league. I will give you one piece of transfer news, though. Richard Brody, who helped Crawley and Fleetwood to promotion from the Blue Square Bet Premier, has just been signed by Grimsby. I'll speak to you again next week. Thank you, Faye, and she'll return again next week. So we'll go on to our final topic where I'm going to ask you girls to morph into any football manager and give me your three New Year's resolutions. I'm going to start us off. Um, I'm David Moyes. Can you picture me? Am I looking well? (laughs) You don't care. Um, I'm looking. um, Hello, son. (laughs) Um, He has. Okay, this is this is my number one resolution. I can't obviously spend any money because we have no budget at Everton to buy players. It's only loans, really, that I'm allowed to do. So, of course, I'll be thrifty with my spending. Um, number two is that I'm going to deny all rumours linking me with the Manchester United job, replacing Sir Alex Ferguson when he eventually does retire, because I always seem to get linked with that every season. So I'll deny that. And I will also, for my third one, I won't do a Chelsea and I'll extend Phil Neville contract because what a servant he's been to the club and what a guy he is to have around the place let's extend it for another season or two and uh, make everyone at Everton happy chappies um Kate yours I'm gonna morph into Arsene Wenger uh and you know of course happy new year in French is bonne année bonne année bonne année Bonne année, madame et monsieur uh so my first resolution as Arsene Wenger is to give up the puffer and I did say puffer, by the way, before anyone gets <laughs> too worried about what I'm uh, suggesting here. I didn't know he was a smoker. He loves a puffer. Uh, <laughs> so, so he's not impressed with my humour. Yeah, yeah, good one. Everyone's rolling on the floor in laughter. We might edit that one out. No, we'll leave it in. There's a bale of straw just slightly moving across the floor. Anyway, um, as Arsene Wenger, I have seen the pictures where if I raise my arms into a crucifix position, I just turn into a square of puffer. I've now realised that the puffer coat does not suit me and that it's far too big for me as well. If you want a duvet, Arsene, go out and buy a duvet. Don't wear the puffer jacket again. Uh, I'm going to stop being so stubborn as Arsene Wenger. Because it's about time I accepted that my football management career, this is quite controversial, by the way, uh, it's time I accepted that my football management career is over. Over? Is over, that I take a nice little seat in the arm. Oh, <laughs> Zoe's, really? Zoe's, Zoe's raising her eyebrows at my. And Zoe the, are both raising At her the eyebrows. total gall of my suggestions. Uh, this is what I hope he might say. Anyway, the, 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 you know, now, now is a time where he's paid his dues to the football management world. He wants to go and take a nice position in charge of the academy, in charge of development or something at Arsenal. Still a very highly respected man. Um, but yeah, I think he should uh, drop management. Oh God, I can't believe I've said that. My third New Year's resolution, well, it's obvious really, isn't it? To win a trophy. Coming after he's retired. Um, let's go on to Zoe. <laughs> okay, my uh, New Year's resolutions, three New Year's resolutions, are as Sir Alex Ferguson, <laughs> or maybe, maybe they'd be better placed as for Mrs Ferguson. So they are to win the, my 20th Premier League title win the Champions League, win the FA Cup and finally goddamn retire. 
<laughs> Brilliant. Um, right, this is a very quick fire round. I don't want us to beat around the bush. Uh, we've got a Twitter topic of the week, and this week it's courtesy of Rio Ferdinand. He tweeted this, guys, on the 31st of December. While you guys around the world are out celebrating New Year's, spare a thought for me, please. I'll be in a team hotel sleeping. This, of course, created a bit of a ruckus on Twitter. Lots of people saying, hey, you're on about £80,000 a week. Just get sleeping. Enjoy that. Kip. Um, and what I wanted to do was ask you, have you ever genuinely felt sorry for a footballer? Very quickly. Um, this isn't to just one footballer, but the injury-prone footballers I do feel really sorry for. As someone with injuries myself, I know how gutting it is, let alone if it takes over your whole life and ruins everything you've worked for and everything you know. So, yeah, I genuinely feel sorry for them then. Kate? I feel, I feel sorry for Ashley Williams, who was effectively called an attempted murderer by Sir Alex Ferguson. I thought it was a little bit harsh. I felt a bit sorry for him. OK, and I'm going to go with injuries as well, Zoe. Eduardo, when he broke his leg, I very much felt sorry for him. And he was at the top of his career and his game and eventually got to come back. But of course, all that time out. And Jamie Redknapp, I never thought we got to see the best of Jamie Redknapp. Um, and he was injury prone, although I, do, I feel less sorry for him because he's so damn good looking. Gorgeous. He's gorgeous. Um, so we'll leave it there. Thank you very much for listening this week. Um, I have got two more things to tell you about. We're going to go over to Simona now for a quick roundup of the Bundesliga and what's been happening in German football. So what have you got for us? Thanks, Lindsay. FC Bayern Munich became so-called Herbstmeister, which means they topped the league after the first half of the season and they did it in a record-breaking time. On the 14th match day, they beat SC Freiburg 2-0 to take home their 18th Herbstmeister title in the last 50 years of Bundesliga history. Bayern Munich now leads Bayer Leverkusen by 9 points and Borussia Dortmund and Eintracht Frankfurt by 12 points each. While most of the top teams are now in training camps and preparing for the second part of the season, AC Milan showed interest in Werder Bremen striker Marco Arnautovic, who is still fully concentrating on his career at Werder at the moment. Other rumours say Turkish club Fenerbahce Istanbul is interested in VfL Wolfsburg's Brazilian Diego. And other news, this time more gossipy, Hamburg as Frau Darling, Raphael van der Vaart, and his wife, famous and pretty TV presenter Sylvie van der Vaart, broke up after a nasty fight at New Year's Eve and here we're talking the golden couple. Not a particular great start for him, is it? Well, that's it. More news in four weeks' time. The female take on football. Thank you very much, Simona. And a final thing. This is for Hayley McQueen, who's not been very well. It's a song. You know, on Boxing Day, Zoe, when, what were you doing Boxing Night? I was too drunk to remember. Well, I'd had a few too as well, Zoe, I have to confess. And Boxing Night wasn't relaxing. It still had football on the brain. Uh, so I got my friends to record a song. And it's all to the theme of Deck the Halls. But I've replaced the words. It's Manchester United versus Manchester City for the title. This is for you, Hayley McQueen. And excuse the random Andy Carroll mention. That was the only thing that rhymed. Deck the pitch with City's trophies. la 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 can United nick it off the fa la 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 Don we now our boots apparel fa la 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 Loan the youngster Andy Carroll fa la 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 See Van Persie blaze before us fa la 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 Strike a free kick join the chorus fa la 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 Follow Rooney's powerful header. Follow la 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 la. The blue Manchester could be redder. Follow la 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 la.
away Tevez's passes fa la 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 Hail the new year lads and lasses fa la 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 Plague your season through all weathers fa la 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 Fergie's got some hidden treasures fa la 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 Well, hopefully that made you giggle at least and um, hopefully you didn't have to switch off. I thought they had beautiful voices. That was courtesy of my friends Sarah and Mariana on Boxing Night. Bless you both. Uh, well, thank you very much to listening to this first podcast of 2013, The Offside Rule. We're on iTunes. We release every single Monday. Make sure you subscribe and tell your friends, please. Follow us at Twitter. It's at Offside Rule Pod. And we also have a Facebook page. But we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Happy New Year. <laughs> The Offside Rule. We get it with Lindsay Hooper.